This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Carol Masser. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business Week Extra. It's our weekly podcast bringing you one of our favorite interviews from the week. And this week it was with Ken Hicks. He's Chairman, President, and CEO of Academy Sports and Outdoors. It was recently taken public just about one week ago by the private equity firm KKR. And Jason, this is a company, a retail store that you kind of grew up with. I absolutely did. I was a longtime customer before I moved out of Texas. So that was definitely part of the conversation that we had with Ken Hicks. We're recovering. We're, uh, you know, like most of the country, um, you know, learning how to live and deal with the virus. People are wearing masks. Um, We're the hand sanitizer, the spacing. And um, most of the places are now open at some diminished capacity. Uh, ranging from 50 to 75%, depending on the type of business. We stayed open the entire time because we were viewed as, as uh, you know, a, an essential retailer under the CISA laws. And um, we, we learned how to operate in this, but I, I, things definitely are not back to normal, but we're learning how to manage through this uh, difficult time. Well, so talk to us because, you know, Jason and I have talked about, you know, things will open, but it doesn't mean people want to go. What kind of flows have you seen in terms of customers coming in and out? And I'm sure it, it varies from location to location, but I'm sure your managers are saying, hey, here's how it's going. Yeah, actually, our our traffic is up over last year. Um, mm. And and part of that is people's lives have changed and people are doing more things that that we sell. Jason has a good understanding. We have a very broad assortment of a lot of of uh, things that for experiences and outdoors, and people are taking up fishing. They're putting together their own uh, home gyms. Uh, they're even starting back with sport, uh, hiking, camping, and so we're we're seeing you know our business uh, for the second quarter uh, was up twenty seven percent. Uh, and, you know, business has, has continued uh, well for us into the third quarter. But, um, you know, the, the good thing is people are want to take care of themselves. So and we're a great place to take care of yourself at. So if I may ask, you guys went public last week, $13 a share. It was taken uh, public by the private equity firm KKR. The stock opened below that price. I think it traded around 13 maybe a little bit above it today. Were you disappointed by the uh, IPO? Do you, is there some part of your story that you think investors aren't completely understanding? I, I think the biggest issue is we don't have enough Jasons in the world. Uh, well, that that goes without that goes without saying. And his mother De- <laughs> Debbie's listening right now, and she's saying, "Yeah, that is so true." <laughs> we, we're we're located in in the south and central part of the country, and people who know us know our story, and know how great it is. Unfortunately, most of the investors, uh, because of COVID, uh, weren't able to get to see the stores, talk to our customers, uh, and so they don't have a full understanding of, of what Academy is. So I'm, I'm not re- I wasn't really disappointed because our goal was to become public, and I, I have, from my time when I was a, a CEO of Foot Locker and when – I was part of the turnaround at, at Penny's uh, back when, when Penny's was, was doing well. I know that our performance will show what Academy is to the market. And in the long run, people will forget about what we opened at and what they'll remember is where we're at. Right. 
So, Ken, let's talk about that, but because you know, you this is a fairly familiar playbook, and I have to say, having followed KKR pretty closely over the years, uh, I have seen Henry Kravis and George Roberts and their colleagues do this a few times. Go get a guy who has done this before, install him in a company that that they have bought. What was what were the marching orders that you got from from KKR? What was on sort of your checklist to go through before you could get to the point of uh, of getting Academy public? Well, I, I, KKR was a great partner. They invested in us and supported us. Uh, but the marching orders really were fix the business. And again, having seen you know this is my third big company been part of, I knew what we need to do, assembled a, a very strong team. I'm very fortunate. I've got a great team. Uh, we identified six or seven priorities working on uh, the omni-channel. We were underpenetrated, improving that, improving uh, the service level and the look of our stores, localizing our assortment, targeting our marketing, uh, getting our expenses and operations in line, very, very specific things. And starting the middle of last year, our performance was good. We had a good back half and a good start to this year before COVID. And then when COVID hit, we were able to turn on a dime and we operated very well with under the COVID situation. So we proved our strategy works in normal times and in the most challenging of times. Ken Hicks is with us, Chairman, President, and CEO of Academy Sports and Outdoors. He's on the phone in Katy, Texas. So, Ken, man, you are someone who really understands retail. Former Chairman, CEO of Foot Locker. You've had senior positions at JCPenney, Payless, Home Shopping. Um, you've also worked at McKinsey and Company. You're on the board of Whole Foods. So, man, you see so – I'm saying man a lot. Sorry about that. Um, but you see so You're much. You're slipping right into that Texas thing. <laughs> I do have a lot of uh, relatives in Texas who I love and adore, so – it, it does happen. Um, so tell me what you're seeing about retail, because it does feel like we're going through an evolution, a revolution um, that was happening even before the pandemic. Yeah, you, you are so correct. That what, what we're seeing is a shift in the consumer and, and really the connection to omnichannel. And I firmly believe that the winner is are going to be people who are able to do both brick and mortar and online. Uh, and we we were underdeveloped, and we made some significant improvements uh, to our uh, our net uh, business, and we saw a significant increase. But we we expect to continue to see that. But 50% of our online business is pickup in store, mm. and of the 50% that is sent to home, half of that is shipped from stores. So stores are a critical part of the online business and that's who's going to win and you can't be just brick and mortar you can't be just online and it's quite frankly it's i believe one of the reasons why amazon bought whole foods was to get a better understanding of that brick and mortar business well it's, it's funny we, we we talked about that yeah. very topic with uh, your colleague John Mackey just a couple of weeks ago here on on our air and and he was talking about some of those those same learnings uh, which obviously you've seen up close and personal um, through your work with with Whole Foods I I do wonder Ken how does it change having seen sort of the previous world and now this current world and where we're going in terms of that omni-channel how does it change where you expand how does it change who you hire, what, what does it change about your strategy in the, in the near term? We obviously have to have 
people in, in the home office that understand how to merchandise online and in stores. Uh, in the stores, it changes their focus because in the past they were dedicated to the customer who was in the store. Now we, we have to serve a customer who is coming in just to pick something up. And uh, one of the things we learned is we had a little beep when somebody came in for a, what we call a BOPA sort or a buy online pickup in store, but we used the same one for somebody who wanted a curbside who didn't want to come into the store and they were confused. So we changed it to a car horn. Wow. So when they hear a car horn, they know somebody's pulled up and they've got to get out there to take care of them. What does this, you know, that's, that's, Clever, right? So easy a fix, but then it's very clear about who's doing what, who, what customers, you know, you know, is here basically. What does all of this do for your staffing needs? Um, it, it makes it more challenging because you don't know when the person is going to come in for the buy online pickup in store. So we have to have much more flexible staffing and people who, uh, you know, can. One of the big things is people who can go around the store and find everything to fill uh, our either ship from store orders or the BOPUS orders. It's not like you can have somebody who's just an expert in one part of the store. They've got to be able to go all the way around the store to fill out that shopping basket for the customer. Yeah. In other words, you're pickers, right? Like, I mean, they, yeah. they've got to be like, you know, yeah. a, a picker on steroids, basically. <laughs> yes. And, and they've got to move fast. Yeah. Because when the customer comes in, uh, either when they pull up in their car or they come in to pick up that BOPUS order, they expect it to be there. Yeah. Right. And they, they're not, you know, it's not like I'll, I'll walk around the store and try to find there. I'm here. I know what I want to do. I want to get, get it and get out. Yeah. So what about product mix, Ken? I mean, in the sense that, you know, we are living in a world where people are more focused on health and wellness. Fitness has, you know, sort of come to the fore in many ways. We've seen, you know, high-end retailers like Lululemon do very well uh, in this sort of market. How have you changed the the product mix and how do you see that uh, going forward? Because as you said at the top, and as I know from, from being a customer, you guys sell a lot of different stuff. Yeah, and and... We've had to change some of our mix. So we've, uh, for example, in the um, athletic equipment area, the, the exercise equipment area, we've had to put in connected fitness. Yeah. So people have that. Um, we've had to increase certain things, dumbbells, you know, bicycles. There, there are worldwide shortages on both of those things. But also something as, as old-fashioned as fishing. You know, the number of people who are now fishing – is phenomenal. It's really increased. And so we've had to uh, increase and improve our assortments there because that customer has gotten more demanding and they're very well educated because they can go online and they know what they want. And that was Academy Sports and Outdoors Chairman and CEO Ken Hicks. Very well-heeled, well-experienced yeah. in the retail business. This is a brand, as we talked about, uh, close to my heart. I definitely spent some of my uh, hard-earned high school money there <laughs> at Academy over the years. But an interesting window, I think, into how retail is moving forward. Of course, this is yeah. a guy who ran Foot Locker. He was part of JCPenney's when mm -hmm. JCPenney's was still a thing. And he gave us some really good insights into where retail goes from here. Yeah, spent time at Payless, Home Shopping, made department stores. And I think my favorite line of the week, yep, it was maybe my favorite uh, line of the year is that he said, we need more Jasons out there. 
Well, if only. <laughs> if only. You've been listening to Bloomberg Business Week Extra. Be sure to listen to Bloomberg Business Week Radio, airing live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Masser. And I'm Jason Kelly. This is Bloomberg.